0: Astoria to the Rockaways, it's time for the Queen's New Yorker, and here is the man giving you all the info, your uber snazzy and jazzy host, Mr.
1: Jason Gattanihan!
0: Thank you! Oh ho ho! What a group! Oh, wow! Yes! Thank you very much! Oh wow! Oh my goodness, thank you so much! Thank you! Oh, wow, you are too kind! Oh my! And welcome once again to another great edition here Of the Queens New Yorker for YouTube today, episode number 91 on this Tuesday, May 12th, 2020. It is now part seven of the history of the independent subway system, or of course, the independent subway system, the IND, the ISS. We are just continually following the pattern. It all resorts back to the history of the New York City subway Once we're done with this series, folks, you got a pretty good idea of, in fact, a very good idea of what transitions took place over the course of almost 116 years worth of history. Okay? So that's why we're doing it in little bitty parts like this. That's why there's so many parts of one of my subs says to me, when are you moving on the buses? Patience, my friend. In due time, we will have... The buses, but you have to get all. The, we have to give you all the information first from the subway, because as you know, the subway is probably the most ridden piece of transportation in New York City overall. And without the subway, folks, you just couldn't get from point A to point B, no matter how how you look at it. It would take you a lot longer by bus because there's not that much room to fit that many people on a bus compared to eight cars of trains. Okay, so. You figure out the way to get there. Short distances are good for buses. Long distances, I would rather take a train. At least I know I can get a seat on a train faster than I can get a seat on a bus. But we'll have that debate on Friday when we talk about that on our live chat, as well as the good food of New York City. So we got two topics to talk about, a debate about buses versus trains and the food, okay? So without further ado, of course, we're going to look at our channel analytics And the comments, stats, and stubs, the uh, subs that go with it, so far, you guys are really cooking, man. Last Saturday's video, over the weekend, phew, popping up like you wouldn't believe. 90th episode got 68 views, 23 comments, 9 likes, and a dislike. And before that, but then on the Thursday episode, only got 39 views, 16 comments, but it got five likes and no dislikes. So must be that Saturday upload that I'm pretty much giving. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I guess. Um, so we look at that. And then overall, uh, the comments have been really good. We've gained a, a, a nine subscribers in the past couple of days. Did some sub swapping with people. Um, we had some great comments from. Wait, gone, the Wait Be gone couple, they're really looking forward to seeing the channel, and I'm looking forward to seeing their channel, too. And uh, Teresa Aziz uh, almost close to getting 1,000 subs, says, I like the history. Thanks for sharing. No problem, Teresa. Glad you were able to view the most popular video in our archive, which to this day is still episode 37, The History of Ozone Park and South Ozone Park. It's a double whammy of great stuff. It's got over 500 views. And it still continues to be the most popular video in the archive of the Queens New Yorker channel. With that said, the analytics keep going. Total views right now for the entire lifetime of the channel. 6,864 views and 823 subscribers. Give yourselves a round of applause for it. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's all for you, folks. All for you. And I could not be more prouder of the audience and the subscribers that tune in every day. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right, let's get to the news of the weird real quick here. Got a little article from, of course, the week of May 8th. And this is entitled The Passing Parade. Now, 69-year-old Virginia Hamilton was charged with felonious assault in Youngstown, Ohio, on May 3rd after an altercation with her living boyfriend. And according to WKBN, the boyfriend told police she became upset about his dirty underwear in the laundry bucket and grabbed the butcher knife. He tried to fight back with a pocket knife he had on hand. And when officers arrived, Hamilton was on the front porch washing off blood on her hands. And the boyfriend was lying on a bed inside, covered in blood, with cuts on his arms and his hands. The police report also noted that alcohol was involved. You think? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I would say alcohol and a bunch of hallucinations for that matter. Yeah. (laughs) And speaking of craziness, before we go on, one final note. You know, it's interesting. I, I have a I have a girlfriend and we've been talking on and off. We call each other at least once or twice a day. But I get got the strangest nine calls in one minute from a stalker in Michigan. My goodness. I guess he was so upset st- with calling me on to wish me a happy Mother's Day. Where in the heck do you get that from? My goodness. Nine calls in one minute? Woo! Wow. My girlfriend don't even call that much. She calls maybe once or twice a day. day. Not nine times a day. Oh, buddy. Like I said, obsession and bitterness and angerment to all my haters out there is not my responsibility, nor is it my problem, and nor do I care to deal with it. So, you know what? Screw you. That's it. (laughs) All right. Let's get to the... Meat and bones of what we're talking about here. We're going to finish up. Of course, we're on part seven. We're still in the infrastructure part of the of the subway. And right here, we're going to pick up where we left off, of course, with the Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia. All the information comes there. All the pictures come from there. So that way you know where they come from. Okay? Now, due to, re- to deferred maintenance... Uh, the condition of the subway system reached dangerous conditions in the early 1980s, and the TA considered abandoning, abandoning the Archer Avenue and 63rd Street projects. Now, structural defects were found in elevated structure system line on the Manhattan and Williamsburg bridges, causing frequent closures or delays on many subway lines during the 80s. Reroutes from bridges were necessi- necessitated, and while the Manhattan Bridge between 1986 and 2004 had two of its four tracks closed at a time for construction. The Williamsburg Bridge needed a shutdown from April to June of 1988 for emergency structural repairs to be made. Federal funding for the repair of the b Jamaica line was deferred throughout the 1980s due to the extremely bad state of the Williamsburg Bridge. Pigeon droppings corroded the bridge's steel and there were over 200 broken suspender cables and concrete in the bridge began to come off and leaving large holes. Due to low ridership and in, the increasing shabbiness of the subway, parts or most of several lines, the BMT Canarsie Line, the IND Crosstown Line, the IRT Jerome Avenue, IND Concourse, north of 161st Street, Yankee Stadium, and the BMT Jamaican Line east of the, either the Broadway Junction or Cypress Hills were proposed for closure and abandonment in 1981. Now, other lines proposed for closure, including the remaining part of the IND Culver Line, the BMT Weston Line, the IRD Dyer Avenue, part of the IND Rockaway Line, part of the IRT White Plains, and the remaining part of the BMT Myrtle Avenue Line. The BMT Jamaica Line was demolished, mainly as part of the program for action, but also due to low ridership. Officials also proposed shutting the subway at night between midnight and 6 a.m. in order to reduce crime. Off-peak train trips, as well as trips on the branches outside of the city's core, were reduced sharply. Operations in 1991 had deteriorated so that one day in January saw a third of the fleet of out-of-service, and the first two weeks had 500 canceled trips per day. A 10-minute trip in 1910 took 40 minutes in 1981. The previous year, there had been 30 derailments. The A Division's fleet of 2,637 cars had never been renovated, and MDBF rates were a quarter of that in 1970. The newest fleet, the R44s, the 46s, they made up one quarter of the B Division's fleet of 4,178 cars, and they constantly broke down. Furthermore, a sample of 50 cars in 1980 showed that half had serious maintenance problems, such as a flammable undercoat of metal film, flattened wheels, burned-out lights, and defective missing emergency switches. Woo. Now, in 1986, the MTA and Regional Plan Association again considered closing 26 miles of above-ground lines to follow population shifts. They included the Jerome Avenue, Dyer Avenue, Franklin Avenue, Crosstown, and Rockaway Lines, as well as parts of the Myrtle Avenue and Jamaica Lines. The south end of the Culver Line and the north ends of the IRT, Broadway, 7th Avenue, and White Plains Road Lines were also proposed for closure, as well as all of the BMT Sea Beach Line. However, unlike the 1981 proposal, This plan called for a net expansion of the subway system as 37 miles of new underground and surface lines would also be built. Now let's look at crime on the subways. In the 60s, the 1960s, Mayor Robert Wagner ordered an increase in the transit police force from 1,219 to 3,100 officers. During the hours at which crimes most frequently occurred, between 8 p.m. and 4 a.m., the officers went on patrol in all stations and trains. In response, crime rates decreased, as extensively reported by the press. Due to another crime increase in the subway, the rear cars of subway consist, were shut again at night, beginning in July of 1974. However, during the subway's main era of decline following the city's 1976 fiscal crisis, there were daily reports of crime. 200 were arrested for possible subway crimes in the first two weeks of December of 1977 under an operation dubbed Subway Sweep. Further compounding the issue, on July 13th of 1977, a blackout cut off electricity to most of the city and to Westchester. Violence on the subway increased drastically in the last week of 1978 and six murders occurred in the first two months of 1979 compared to nine during the entire previous year. The IRT Lexington Avenue line was known to frequent muggers, so in February of 1979, Curtis Silwa's Guardian Angels group began patrolling the 4 train during the night. And by February of 1980, there were 220 Guardian Angels across the system. To attract passengers, in September of 1978, the TA introduced the train to the plane a premium fare service that provided limited stops along 6th Avenue in Manhattan from 57th street to Howard beach, where passengers could transfer to a shuttle bus to JFK airport. The service was staffed by a transit police officer and the additional fare was paid on board. This was discontinued in 1990 due to low ridership and the higher cost of its operation. No wonder why we didn't see anything 10 years later, the increase of crime in the subway led to a firing of transit police chief Sanford-Geralic, there were about 250 felonies occurring in the system every week by September of 1979, and around 250 felonies per week, or about 13,000 that year, they were being recorded on the subway. Some police officers had to stop patrolling quality-of-life crimes and look only for violent crimes, among other problems included MTA police radios and New York City Police Department radios transmitted at different frequencies, so they could not coordinate with each other. Subway patrols were also adherent to tight schedules, and felons quickly knew when and where police would make patrols. Public morale of the NTA police was low at the time, so that by October 1979, additional decoy and undercover units were deployed in the subway. And while daily felonies were nearly halved between 79 and 80, decreasing from 261 to 154, Overall crime increased by 70% in the same period. A series of window-smashing incidents on subway cars started in 1980 on the IRT Pelham line and spread throughout the rest of the system, causing delays when damaged trains needed to be taken out of service. Over a 1,000 pieces of damaged windows were replaced between January 27th and February 2nd of 1985. Other actions including increasing the $0.60 fare to $0.65 to pay the salaries of additional transit police, putting away Subway Crimes Court in the Times Square station and stationing a police officer in each car during the night hours. And we'll leave it right there and pick up on Thursday with a continuing look at the crime, and then we'll go into effects of the program for action, debris, Fair evasion, Uh, this is going to be, a like I said folks, this could be 10 parts, this could be 12 parts, it could be a long series, but we hope that you will stay with us with it, because this is how you're going to get your daily, your three days of history of the New York subway, and we thank you for it. I'm Jason Incanio, and I'm glad that you were able to join with me today on another edition of the Queens New Yorker. Remember folks. Always be honest, be real, and keep it simple, stupid, kiss. And don't be a flying nut monkey, you know? Because they don't tell the truth, and the people they tried to get on their side are just as guilty as they are. That's right. Remember that term, flying nut monkey. You won't like it when it happens. Oh, no. All right, we'll see you on Thursday. For The Queen's New Yorker, I'm Jason DeCaneo. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been watching The Queen's New Yorker. This is Jason Kelly on a Jason DeCaneo internet presentation. Thank you for your support.
1: Thank mm-hmm. you. mesmo. I'm mm-hmm.